Jamie here. Want to know a fun fact? Heidi and I are from the same hometown, Greenwich, Connecticut. We even went to the same high school. Go Cardinals! Hey, you know who else is from Greenwich? Only the founders of one of our favorite clothing brands, Vineyard Vines. I use their ties for the groomsmen at my wedding. Cute. Well, now they have a jean and they named it after me. OMG, they did? Well, it's called the Jamie. Okay, I'm not actually sure they named it after me, but it's such a cute style. I'm just going to claim it. Handcrafted from premium Italian denim, the Jamie Jean Collection from Vineyard Vines are the pair of jeans you never knew you needed, but won't be able to live without. I'm going to be honest. When I think of Vineyard Vines, jeans are not my first thought. I know, right? Believe it to these absolute icons to reinvent denim in their own perfect way. They've spent years perfecting the fabric, fit, and feel of their Jamie jeans and designing them in a variety of styles. The result? The most flattering jeans we've ever worn. Want to check out the Jamie jeans for yourself? Head on over to vineyardvines.com. You know that feeling of slipping into a warm bubble bath? Wouldn't it be nice if you could harness that feeling in the palm of your hand? Enter SoulBoost, a sparkling water beverage that harnesses the power of wellness-minded ingredients to help deliver your best self in every sip. Having a day when you need to just slow your roll and grab a can of self-care? Try SoulBoost Ease. With 200 milligrams of L-theanine, 10 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar, SoulBoost Ease delivers pure relaxation in two crisp varieties, blackberry passion fruit and strawberry rose. Or rosé, as Jamie likes to say. For those days when you need to put some pep in your step, try SoulBoost Lift. Two sparkling flavors, blueberry pomegranate and black cherry citrus, contain 200 milligrams Panax ginseng to help support mental stamina and lift your spirits. Soul Boost is carefully crafted to promote a mood-first mindset. Want to learn more? Check out GetSoulBoost.com for the deets and a store locator. to be able to know when to say no because otherwise I may miss on the opportunity of existing in the yeses that I say yes to. Welcome back to an all new season of Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss and navigate the ever changing landscapes of wellness and social media. That was like the most dramatic you've ever read it. Well, I have this mic and I'm in studio today. <gasps> Please stay where you are. So you're oh in the Gotham Podcast Studio, which is, well, Gotham, they have a new name, right? Like it's a Gotham Podcast Studio, but they're also, they're, production house. They do all the things. And they moved to a brand new, sparkly, shiny new studio. And you are actually in studio in New York where usually we record virtually. I'm christening the studio. I'm pretty excited about it. It's an awesome, ginormous, big new space. And I might just pop in next week too, because it's sort of wildly convenient for me to hit here and then hit the Hearst Tower. So yay, Gotham. Yay, Gotham. We love you. So somebody else we love today is our guest, Pamela Peckerman is a friend of the show. She's a friend of both of ours, but most importantly, and I think why most people out there would know her is that she's a serial entrepreneur and the creator of Hustle Like a Mom, a thriving community focusing on empowering and educating moms to build a successful bridge from mom life to entrepreneur life. A sought after speaker who's spoken at the Mom 2.0 Summit, 
Female Founder Collective, the Mother Honestly Summit, and has been featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, the Product Boss Podcast, and morning TV shows from coast to coast. She's on a mission to empower women with business education, strategic goal setting, and the community support they need to achieve their dreams. As a mom of two, Pamela understands the need for community and authentic connections with other like-minded women who are doing, creating, and redefining what it means to be a working mom. With over 15 years of experience in media, marketing, and events, Pamela founded Hustle Like a Mom in 2017 to ensure every mom can live a life that allows her to align her personal and professional aspirations. Via virtual and in-person events, business coaching, social media sharing, and coming soon, a Hustle Like a Mom inner circle membership, Hustle Like a Mom speaks to the between drop-off and pickup entrepreneurs. Listen to this show if you want mom boss advice on how to turn your idea into a business or your side hustle into a full-time hustle. Pamela, welcome to Off the Gram. We're so excited to have you today. When I hear the Instagram bumper sticker quote, real queens fix each other's crowns, I think of you, girl. You have been an incredible cheerleader to me personally, encouraging me to write my book and share my yay, and you've been a mom mentor and inspiration to your hustle like a mom community. So we're ready to pick your brain and find out exactly what it takes to turn a side hustle into a full-time hustle. Awesome. Welcome, Pam. Thank you, ladies, for having me. I have to tell you that you ladies inspire me all the time. So if there's a crown on my head, you have put the gems there. I'm telling you this. Oh, I love that, Pam. And we love you. And we've obviously been longtime friends and fans and supporters of yours as well. And I just, I need to say this, if there's like a little delay, it's because Pam is in St. Bart's. So I'm (gasps) literally the most jealous human on the face of the planet right now. So forgive our small delay, but it's well worth it. Right, girl? Oh my goodness. I love St. Bart's. It's like heaven on earth. Yes. I'm I'm in my power of the pause stage right now (laughs) and recording with you. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, that's a good place to kind of start. But like, let's just talk about this. So definitely straighten all the crowns. That is your jam. And we were very grateful to you, by the way, to spend the weekend in Nashville with some of your people, some of your hustling mamas. I know that we want to give a shout out to Vicky. She is at Next Door Goddess. And also Yulia. She's at whenandwhere.nyc. Those were two of the moms from your mom community that, you know, we said to you, hey, put the call out, put, put, you know, the, the red light on to your community and say, off the gram is, is going on a retreat and your girl showed up. And we were so grateful to get to spend time with these strong, confident, determined business women with thriving brands, no doubt, thanks to some of your teachings. So let's dive in. One in three female-owned businesses is owned by a mom. That's nearly 4 million mom bosses. But when you actually think about the fact that there's 582 million entrepreneurs globally, the number seems kind of wimpy. So Pam, in your evaluation, what does it take to start your own business? And how do you kind of turn an idea into a company? I know that's maybe not a simple topic to sum up in one answer, but give us like the start of it. I would say the start of it is anybody who tells you to just do it is that's just not giving you any sound advice. So my whole, my whole theory about starting any business is you have to really solidify your messaging, right? We all come from the media world. So that seems kind of obvious to us, but mastering your messaging, solidifying 
who am I really serving? Because I always say, if you think that you're the boss just because you started the business, then you're not going to have a business in five minutes. The boss is always the end receiver, right? So on this podcast, right? I love you guys, but you're not the boss, right? The boss is whoever's going to consume the content. And so for me, in structuring any business, service or product, you have to always be mindful of who is the boss. And so decoding the community is the number one step. And the step that should always be kind of like, on your table, you know what I mean? Like understanding whom you're serving, there's nothing that's gonna keep you in business and grow you at a sustainable way than really understanding, okay, I'm waking up for whom? Who am I really serving and what does she need now? Because I think that that's kind of what helped us with Hustle Like a Mom. We were very clear with that during COVID. And so I had such a good sense of my community. I knew what they needed and what seemed like extra and overwhelm and when they were ready for the next you know, offering whatever that might be. So that's one of my biggest tips is mastering your messaging and then creating that messaging to serve a very specific community that is and always will be the boss. I love that. Okay. So why do you think moms make the best entrepreneurs? I think that we're very good at realizing what I call the one and only. So we are constantly, we're constantly in a state of flux, right? There's always a lot of things being thrown our way. And yet somehow I feel like at every instance in our lives, we always know what's, you know, we call it the glass ball versus the plastic. I know what can break right? I can let the plastic fall, but there's always that one and only glass. And so as entrepreneurs, we're constantly, especially many of us are solopreneurs, we're constantly being thrown ideas, opportunities, oh, this should be important, or you should do a reel, or you should launch a podcast, or you need to go to this event and manage that. And I think the reason why mom entrepreneurs are having their moment right now, hallelujah, is because we understand, number one, what's a glass ball and what's plastic. If I only have my one and only today, because everything went to shit in a a hell in a handbasket, pardon my French, um, they know what's the, what's the one thing that has to happen today and the rest will happen at another time. And I think moms really understand that. Um, and the other thing I think is women and moms in particular, we're, we're natural nurturers. And so we know how to nurture whoever we're serving, like going back to the boss. And I think that that's helping us in a new wave of leadership that is more, I don't want to say, you know, female focused, but more personal focused. And we as moms know how to do that. I love the way you framed that. Okay. So what are the three most important habits then to be a successful entrepreneur? Oh, great question. Um, I would say, well, one is, you know, being able to distinguish between what is extra and what is essential. So one of the things we talk about in Hustle Like a Mom is how can I simplify to amplify? And so that's a a really, really important um, habit and tool to have as an entrepreneur is what can I simplify to amplify? Or we say, what can I edit? What can I edit out in order to truly expand? So that's one habit is just being able to be a constant editor. Well, I'm good at that. <laughs> yes, I you are. All the things. I was say, Megan's good at that. I'm terrible at that, to be perfectly honest. I say yes to everything. I think everything's important to do. And I sit up all night and stress about it, about not if I, and if I missed one thing, it's like, I might as well have done nothing because I will just focus on that one thing. So this is advice that I really need to hear today, Pam. I hope you know you're maybe saving me from my nightly panic attack tonight. So thank you. Well, so here's the thing. Um, so I've been an entrepreneur right from the get-go. I started my first business um, just before I graduated NYU. So I was um, 21 years old. And I think that I got through a lot of <laughs> the bad habits in my 20s. So now as I'm about to kiss 40, I'm like, 
I already did what I think, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I did the thing that caused the overwhelm and the anxiety. And I don't want to do that anymore. I did the staying up late at nights and I have to do all the things. I am such, and this goes into maybe habit number two uh, or, or layering on to habit number one is I am so good at saying no. So, so, so good because Same. I, yes. And by the way, I the, your book, Megan, helps me so much. I, I DM'd you about this recently. I constantly go back to, to, um, you know, numerous, uh, things that you say in the book. Being because, an expert, no sayer. Yes. I, you, I have to be able to know when to say no because otherwise I may miss on the opportunity of existing in the yeses that I say yes to. Does that make sense? A oh, hundred. Oh and, yes. you know, for me, one of the reasons why I founded Hustle Like a Mom, cause look, I was traveling the country. I was a TV correspondent. It all seemed very great. I had all these phenomenal contracts, but at some point I woke up and realized like I wasn't happy and I was, Let's see, how old was I? I was probably like 33 or so. And at that point, I'd already been an entrepreneur for a decade. Um, and I had two little kids. And I, I was like, why the hell? I'm a goddamn New Yorker. Why am I not happy? Isn't this what I wanted? And it, it took me a while to realize that the ambitions of my 20s were no longer serving me in my 30s. And that scared the bejesus out of me. So another, I guess, maybe habit, if we want to kind of loop back into your question, is this idea of, always asking myself because there's nobody when you're an entrepreneur you're spending a lot of time with yourself um you have to just ask yourself am i really aligning um my personal and professional aspirations and if you're not life's freaking short you know what can you begin to do today to build out the life that you deserve because it's going to be over before you know it not to be all damper but I want to live my life and align my personal and professional aspirations. And so what if what I envisioned in my 20s that I actually got in my 30s was no longer the path that I wanted into my 40s? I know that was a little deep. I apologize. <laughs> no, it resonates, mama. It really resonates. It, it resonates hard. And I think that that is really, I mean, like last night, I forced myself, I had a an inbox full and I forced myself at you know, when my assistant walked out the door, usually my husband's here. So I'm still scrambling, answering emails, doing all the things. And he wasn't here last night. He was out. And I made myself put my computer away and I took my kids outside and we had a picnic and I turned my phone off. I turned it over. I didn't look at it. And I listened to them and sat outside with them for two hours. And afterwards I realized how long it had been since I did that. And sometimes just sitting in the quiet knowing that you're actually in the presence of your life is very powerful. And it kind of scared me how powerful it was because I was like, wow, if it's this foreign to me, I should be doing this more often. And I think that's what you're saying, Pam, is like, as we get older, we have these moments of reevaluation where you're like, maybe the hustle of my 20s doesn't serve me anymore. Mm hmm I love this. I had the same moment last night, James. Oh. I was supposed to write this script and instead I got model magic clay out mm. and made shamrocks and penguins with my second grader mm. because I had this full moment of like, Brooks is not going to want to sit and do model magic with me in about 30 minutes, mm. right? Like like he's in second grade where my older kids want nothing to do with me now. I'm like, I am going to put work aside and I'm going to make a penguin out of clay. Mm -hmm. And it was magic. And and then I did the script at, you know, at 10 o'clock at mm. night. And you do what you got to do, right. but you have to make room for those moments. Otherwise, it's like, what's the point? I know, you know, we're all mothers here, but otherwise, what was the point of having them? Do you know what I mean? If it's just to have yeah. to check yeah. it off the life yeah. list, right? Yeah. yeah, that's powerful. 
And, and I think about that sometimes, you know, because I think so many of us get caught in the thing. It's like you work to be able to pay enough for childcare to go to work. And then all of a sudden you look at your life and you're like, well, damn, that doesn't make any sense. And that's like the American way, right? But it's like, but there's nothing wrong with wanting to go to work and having, you know, your professional cup filled. But, but where, where is the balance? And I think that's what we're always trying to find. And that becomes the topic of so many of our podcast episodes. Where is the balance and how do we find our happiness? Because we have to have both our personal and professional cups filled. A lot of us who are ambitious career women and stay at home, you know, kick-ass mamas or work from home kind of kick-ass mamas. You know, I just had to tell my my three-year-old two seconds ago, like, you know, I had to remind him just because mommy works from home doesn't mean that I'm not working, you know, and these are important distinctions to make. So Pam, I want to kind of switch it back to like some professional kind of just aspirations because I'm curious, you're, you've given me a lot to chew on. I want to talk a little bit about goal setting because as we're thinking about living in the present, let's also think about we're all trying to grow our businesses. We're all ambitious. We want to be our best. So you talk about strategic goal setting as a big part of your program. I think a lot of us are just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. So can you walk us through like a strategic goal versus a regular goal and what that looks like? Sure. So um, one of the things that we actually started doing in 2022, and we're definitely rolling it out into a, in a, even a bigger way in 2023, is these quarterly planning parties. Um, I'm kind of like Megan in the sense that everything needs to feel like a party. Even your goal setting should be like a party. Let's get the tiaras on. Um, and so what, what I talk about in these sessions is, you know, I like, I love labels. I think that makes things feel more, you dump out all your ideas, limitless possibilities. And then you go to your dump list and you say to yourself, okay, here we are. We're about to enter, you know, uh, Q3, for example, right? We're about to enter the third quarter. So I want you to give yourself three. And again, I speak to between drop off and pick up more in your community. So I say needy yet manageable guidance is how we structure um, all of our lessons and courses and events. So I say pick three very specific goals that serve very, very specific buckets. One goal that's going to amplify your brand, amplify your business. One goal that's going to be a money move, right? Because if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense unless you're a charity, in which case, great, good for you. <laughs> um, and the third one, and this is the one that I feel many businesses, because they don't label it, they never do it, is a goal that is a de-stressor in your business. So, and that, for example, could be, I need a new accountant. I need to order, organize my backend files, whatever is the thing that like you don't do, but imagine three months from now waking up and you've strategically eliminated that de-stressor. How much more space do you have in your business, in, in your brain and capacity to do the next money move, the next amplify your brand. So those are the three we put, pick one per quarter, one amplify your brand, one money move and one de-stressor. And we go through a very systematic process in our quarterly planning parties of how are you actually going to get these accomplished? And I always say, make it something that's, again, meaty, meaty enough so that it takes you three months, manageable enough that you can actually accomplish it in three months. And by giving it those specific labels, people don't think like, oh, but that's not a money move. Yes, but if you don't do that, guess what? Next quarter, you're not going to be that much better off. Oh, that's just something that's going to be for social or, oh, you know, I know I should launch a podcast, but I don't know. 
But if that's your amplify your brand and you've labeled it as such, guess what? Next quarter, maybe the money move is because you did the amplify your brand in the previous quarter. So there's like this continuation. And I like to give people these like roadmaps because it, it really helps. I feel like formulas help. And so those are the three goals that I always say every quarter we're picking on our sessions. And guess what? The year goes by and you're like, I did this. I crossed that off my list and I feel accomplished. And I did it between this nine to three o'clock between drop off and pick up mompreneur um, window. And it's honestly, when somebody sends me a DM or an email and says, oh, I, you know, I just got my brand into a, a boutique in, in um, this hotel, or I got this happened, this happened. I am so fed with joy. I'm like, game on. Let's bring on the next year. There's a reason your stomach is called your second brain and why people say they have a gut intuition. So much of our health and even our mood is determined by our gut health. That's why it is so important to eat foods that support good gut health. And if they happen to taste delicious, well, then bonus. Core Bars are a plant-based superior nutrition bar that provides immune support with a combination of probiotics and prebiotic fiber. So don't be hangry, be happy. Their delicious flavors are filled with fiber to keep you feeling full and fueled with no added sugar. Y'all are always sliding into my DMs asking for my favorite flavors, so I'm ready to spill the tea dark chocolate cherry and coconut chocolate chip pretty much rock my world, but blueberry banana almond and peanut butter crunch are a close second. What's your favorite? Haven't tried Core Bars yet? Get on it. Available for purchase online at corefoods.com and retailers nationwide like Target, Kroger, and Walmart, where they can be found in the produce and dairy section. Heidi here, the one who has been allergic to most things since birth. When the going gets tough, I rely on the number one physician-recommended non-drowsy oral allergy brand, Claritin, to relieve my allergy symptoms. Available in a convenient 100-count bottle so you are ready for spring allergy season, Claritin tablets provide 24-hour relief of your worst indoor and outdoor allergy symptoms for over 200 allergens, including pets, dust, and mold inside to pollen, grass, trees, and weeds outside day after day. No need to suffer. Mom life does that enough to us. Claritin temporarily relieves runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, sneezing, and itchy nose or throat. Always use as directed. Claritin is an antihistamine, so it hinders the cascade triggered by allergens. Available at retailers nationwide. I love this, Pam. I think I need some de-stressors, like maybe some help on that front with the long-term organization and accounting, et cetera. Um, but you talk about parties. And so that makes me think community and the magical powers of community. So why, how is support, community support so critical to success? And what's the secret sauce of your hustle like a mama community? So I think, you know, we've, we're all like New Yorkers and you're like, go, 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 do, do, do. I don't think there was ever as much a focus on business community support as there is now, especially during COVID when we all saw the need for relying on each other. I mean, how many text messages did I even send just between the three of us here, right? And we all had chains like that. And so we crave community support. And that's actually one of the pillars of Hustle Like a Mom, community 
shared experiences because we're all in the same boat as far as the between drop off and pick up mompreneur accountability because, and I know Jamie with the big ask, you're also very big on accountability is having that touch point is important and that loops into community. So for me, the fundamental essence of hustle like a mom is this idea. We have these shared experiences. We're going to be here for each other. We're, we're going to grow together, right? You started off with saying what the crown, but hells yeah, I will fix your crown. I will take a bedazzler and add some freaking gems to it. You want, you want some feathers in your hair? What, what kind of, what kind of crown do you want? Um, so a bit, you know, the most important part of anything that comes through hustle like a mom is filtered through it, uh, this idea of not just community as a, Oh, it's a catchy tagline. It'll be good on a press release. No, like I think about my boss, my one person, my one representation of my community every single day. Her name is Kristen. I made her very real. She's, she is, she has an existence. And I think to myself, is what I'm about to create truly going to serve, serve her in the season she is right now, which is why, you know, as far as like a little uh, tip um, for any of the entrepreneurs that might be listening, I think it's very, healthy and very important when you're starting off your business to make sure that you have created one person that is the ideal representation of your community so that if you were physically somewhere and could meet a thousand or a million versions of her, that would, that would be your quote unquote business community. And so I always say to myself, I make a date, bear with me for a second. I make a mental date with my Kristen every season and I literally will spend several hours thinking, where is she now? What is she doing? Where is she eating? What are her kids up to? So that I can best serve her. We are all in any business, product or service, you are in the business of serving people. And when you forget that and you only go out with your ego, dang, you are lost. And you are five seconds away from that door closing. Dang. <laughs> dang. That's really powerful advice. And that is kind of like the the kind of number, like marketing 101 is identifying your core customer and then really making her a little avatar and really understanding her. So I love that from a marketing perspective. Can we talk a little bit about, okay, so I was a publicist for 20 years. So like branding and self-promotion is kind of like second nature to me. Like it doesn't really bother me. I've always done it as a part of my businesses, but I know for a lot of business newbies, they find it really cringy and people sometimes come to me and they're like, well, I could never self-promote like you do as if I should be ashamed. And I say, well, okay, but I mean, I'm a business and I'm an entrepreneur, so I don't have a problem doing it. But I, again, I think it's because of my publicist background. So for people who do struggle with branding, but also with self-promotion, because that's so hard for people. Can you give our listeners a little pep talk? Why is it so important to learn to toot your own horn a little bit? Self-promotion is self-preservation. I mean, how are you supposed to go forward if you're not doing it? I do think that, um, and it's funny because we both, we, we actually all come from, you know, that marketing background. Um, and I myself, I did the HSN and QVC thing as well, Jamie. And I think what they teach you there is in that, um, on the on-air selling um, dynamic experience. And what I try to tell women through Hustle Like a Mom is that you should, in your mind, never be in the business of selling, right? Let, now, bear with me, right? Even in promoting. If you are out there sharing your journey, your your business is part of that journey, right? So if you're doing it in a very storytelling, organic way, that's not off-putting, 
then you're in a good space. And so I think what you have to ask yourself is, um, am I just telling you about the product or telling you about hustle like a mom or, you know, shoving this down your throat? Or am I painting with my words? My, again, the messaging for me is, you know, as a, as a former journalist is so important. Um, am I painting with you, uh, with my words, with my actions and my presence and opportunity to experience an emotional win? Right. So I would never say like, you know, come sign up for and then fill in the blank or come buy X. No, 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 no. You need to think like they do on QVC and HSN and think about how are they at 2 a.m. able to sell me a vacuum? I don't need a vacuum at 2 a.m. Oh, but you do. And you know why? <laughs> you, you do. Come on. You do. Because they have not talked to you about the vacuum. They have painted how your home will feel, will smell, how your guests will act. So if you are out feeling like out there and you're icky about selling, remind yourself you're not in the business of selling your product or service. You are in the business of explaining an emotional win, right? Words evoke emotions, emotions resonate, and emotions are the reasons why somebody buys in. So flip the switch in your mind and say to yourself, okay, I'm right here painting for you a picture of what your life can be like. If you engage in my services, if you buy my earrings, if you wear my pants, et cetera, listen to my podcast, whatever it might be. So I think that that mental shift sometimes helps. Wait, that's genius. So instead of selling, you're explaining an emotional win. Absolutely. I think that's like, Jamie's a master of it. I mean, when she talks, when she's selling her Zuda, I'm like, I cannot believe she has anything more to say about these board shorts, but she just keeps going. Um, but that's very, but she is selling this experience of how these shorts are going to benefit you. Like, it's definitely a skill. And I, and I do find so many people come to me and go, but but I can't. It's so cringy. I don't want, I can't self-promote. And I'm like, well, if you don't promote yourself, who's going to? Because that means you don't even believe in what you're doing or selling. I think we have this idea of this, like, <laughs> I always use this example of this, like, 1983 car salesman giving you, you know, a car that's not how it should be. And it's certainly not what's going to get you the win in 2022. You know, going back to one of the original questions you asked me of why is it the time of the mompreneur? Hua. <laughs> because we know emotions and we know how to make things resonate, right? You're not going to go out there with a billboard and say, listen to the podcast. No, that's not what it's going to be about. You're going to dig into the next layer, right? And so that's one of the things that Anybody who engages with hustle like a mom, I always say, you already know how to nurture with your words. So do that with your brand. Your brand is a gift to somebody. You need to explain to them why. Don't just tell them about your, your earrings. Like dig in and make me feel the X benefit of wearing your earrings, of putting on those Zuda pants, of, you know, getting those flowers that you just created for me in my home. How is that going to make my life better, right? Take her from where she is now to where she could possibly be in the future It when she's engaging with your services or utilizing your products. Such good advice. I, I want to shift gears because I don't want to get off of this podcast without talking about someone who had a tremendous impact on you um, and all of your work with the Vasculitis Foundation in honor of your father. So can we go there for a second? Absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah. So actually, um, depending on when you're listening, if you are listening in May, which is now, um, it is actually Vasculitis Awareness Month. Um, and uh, Oh, yay. I, okay. That, yes. was a, that happy accident. 
there you go. I don't believe in happy mm-hmm. accidents. I believe that everything happens for a reason. I don't either. Um, I know. I know. That's why I love you. <laughs> and I love your book and I reference it all the time. I do. I do. I have it, by the way, in audio. Aww. I have it in physical because I like both sometimes. Um, it's coming out in Spanish in a couple of weeks. Now it can help <laughs> me with my Spanish. Mm-hmm. Okay, bueno. Um, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so in 2000, um, late 2009, my father passed away from a form of vasculitis, which is a rare autoimmune disease that causes inflammation of the blood vessels. And not long after I began volunteering, not long after that, I was on the board of directors for multiple years, and I'll, I'll be rolling back on very soon again. That was a very, his loss made me an adult. I became an adult when I was 25. I don't know if for those who are listening with experienced loss understand that, but I feel like I have the before and then the after. And the after in, does not just include volunteering for the Vasculitis Foundation and helping them raise funds um, for research because uh, we do need a, a cure. Um, we also need to discover the full cause of these um, these autoimmune issues. It also made me realize that obviously life is short. And so how can I diversify my joy? And I think that many of Wait, I love that. that. Diversify my well, joy. We ta- oh so my we, God, I want to diversify my yay. So this is, so by the way, the diversify your joy thing, we, we always talk about don't put all your stocks in one, you know, don't put all your money, your resources in one thing. Don't just sell to one place. Be, you know, diversify your assets. And I'm like, I want to diversify my joy. I get joy from my kids. I get joy from hustle like a mom. I get joy from my friends. If you're just putting all your joy in one place, God forbid that place disappears. If your if your your career is your only source of joy, I'm not saying don't love your job, but I I live, for, I live now, um, many in many ways because of the loss of my father, in a space where I constantly have to re- remind myself you need to diversify your joy. Lots of pockets that will fill you up, um, and yeah. So uh, as far as with with my with my father, much of what I do. Um, for hustle like a mom, for myself, for the for the HLAM community, is because of his loss. It's it's very it was life changing. I mean, it really was. I'm, I'm trying to like find the words, but um, raising money to to support patients who have vasculitis is a very big part of my life. Um, and I think that anybody who's experienced pain, we we come to this threshold and we ask ourselves, oh fudge, <laughs> now what? Um, and I think if you can turn pain into purpose, which is what I've tried to do over the last now almost 13 years of, of his passing, it's um, it, it, it can fuel you forward and keep you going. And so raising money for the Vasculitis Foundation, supporting that community, um, molding my life in the honor of my father, it's it's made me who I am today. Anytime I feel knocked off, I have to ask myself, am I truly diversifying my joy? Am I using my oxygen to the fullest potential or am I not? Preach, girl. Beautiful. Preach. Amen, my friend. What a great way to kind of wrap this up with a bow. You are definitely using your oxygen in the right direction. Thank you for helping so many other moms. Before we wrap up, Pam, can you tell all of our listeners where they can find you on the gram and also where they can find out more about Hustle Like a Mom? 
Yes. Thank you, ladies, so much. Um, so, and I should say, by the way, this was on my bucket list. I'm super proud to speak to your community because I love what you Aww. ladies have created um, with Yay. Off the Bram. And I, I love what you've created individually. You fuel me continuously. I want to say that loud and proud. Um, as mm. far as Hustle Like a Mom, you can, of course, follow us on Instagram at Hustle Like a Mom. I also have my own personal account where you can follow my Between Mom Life, uh, my Mom Life Meets Entrepreneur Life shenanigans at Pamela Peckerman. And I'm really excited for what we are going to be putting out at, for the remainder of 2020 and moving forward. Um, we finally figured out how to do an HLAM Inner Circle membership, which is going to come out uh, and really making sure, like I said before, that we're speaking to a very niche community between drop-off and pick-up mompreneurs. And I'm, I'm excited to create what they need and lead in in a way that serves this phenomenal community that fuels me just as much as I hope I fuel them. Beautiful. Well, you fuel all of us. Before we let you go all the way, as I know you listen to the show, so you probably know what's coming next, but I'm going to, usually Heidi cues this one up, but I'm going to let Megan sing it and then I'll tell you what's coming up. Megan, what do we got next? Karma call. All right. So we have our karma call is our last section of the show. Heidi usually tells what it's all about. And that is that karma is a Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our guests to share just one small actionable item that our listeners could do that would make a big change in their life? Sleep. Mm. I know this is so simple. I, I wanted to, if that's the first thing that came out of my mouth is sleep, because um, I think that if you can give yourself, if you could commit to more sleep, and I'm not talking about like, you know, 10 hours, I'm not trying to be unrealistic, but sleep is medicine. And as I kiss 40 and I get older and I want to be viable for myself, for my family, for the community that I serve. There's so much medicinal life benefits to sleep. And so if there's one habit you could work on, it's just working on a really beautiful evening routine that sets you up for a nice sleep because your night is only going to make your morning that much more powerful, which is going to make your brain and your heart that much more useful for the people that you serve. Sleep. Love fabulous, it. fabulous advice. Well, Pam, thank you so much. We love you. We love Hustle Like a Mom. And thanks for bringing us so many gems today. And thank you all of you out there for listening to this show always. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to follow us on the gram at Off the Gram Podcast. We'll see you next time.